Welcome to the dark forest Jackie and her pals will never bore us Shameless confessions about our obsessions Will make us laugh and smile So let's explore the dark forest And dork down for a while Hey, it's Jackie Cation. Welcome to the Dork Forest. You know the websites, JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com, FamilyPetAncestry.com. You're probably already there. Let's do the credits. Mike Rickberg composed and sang that song with his wife, Sarah, that you just heard. He's going to sing his version of the Mexican hat dance at the end of the program. Patrick Brady is going to fix this audio, and Vilmos works on JackieCation.com the website. There are many ways to support the show. The Amazon link is one. You can use an Amazon link from JackieCation.com or DorkForest.com to go to Amazon. You order like normal and it supports the show. There is a straight up donation button, PayPal or Venmo to this uh, email address that is mine, Jackie at JackieCation.com, where you can just donate to the show if you like the show a lot. I think PayPal has figured out a way to do a monthly. If you want to go monthly, please do. Other ways to support the show if you want to is you can buy merch. There's Dork Forest t-shirts and all the shirts are union made here in America. So they run a little big. Union Bayside. So if you want to look up their size chart. And then the other merch is my stand-up merch. On JackieCation.com, you can watch me do stand-up. You can look at my schedule and the stand-up merch, a couple of different t-shirts, couple of different enamel pins, and all my CDs and my DVD. If you want to live stream my DVD, it's over there at ComedyFilmNerds.com. They have a live streaming capability, or you can get a hard copy of the DVD on my website. Oh, there are premium episodes at Bandcamp. TheDorkForest.Bandcamp.com has probably 10 episodes that were done live. They cost me a couple of bucks to make, so I charge you a couple of bucks. If you've run out of regular episodes, go over to TheDorkForest.Bandcamp.com and get some more. Other than that, I say this. Let's get into the show. Hey, it's Jackie Cation. I'm in my living room. I'm here with Greg Green. Hi. Hi. You, we don't know each other. Gonna just do the we Terry Gross. We I'm do gonna, not know each other. I'm gonna do the Terry Gross thing. Yeah. But you you asked if you could be on the show, and I was like, of course. Yes. Yeah. If scheduling allowed, sure. it's an attainable goal yeah, to come I think sit I, in my living room. I uh, first emailed you when I was in New York um, talking about my own podcast to oh. like... Right. See if I could, you know, if we could Is do po- some of those. Were you doing your podcast from New York? I was doing a, a New York-based version of the podcast. There we go. And then I moved out here because this New way, York and L.A., come on. I want just, just jump over the middle? You just make it happen, yeah. And so, but Greg Green has a podcast now called yeah. SoCal Stories. That's the name of it now, yes. And uh, that's, how many episodes are there? Uh, are so I am probably or? like four, and I, I post like once a month, so it's not like okay. a lot, but I, well, it's no, not it a huge more than commitment. Four. It's not a huge commitment, but you it's. You get into the ground floor, you Right, guys. right. Yeah. Anyone can do this. <laughs> Turns out microphones are. Not uh, that expensive. They are not that expensive, and you could be party to it. So, and it's uh, you're on Instagram at Gregors, G R E G G A R Z with that Z. Yes, don't forget the C, the Z, the Z. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe that's why they say Z. Anyway, it like ends it <laughs> right, right, really, real it, definitive. It, it's definitive. That's gonna be a Z. <laughs> <laughs> Pardon me while I cough. Uh, but we're going to talk about something sure. that I, more often than not, people have said, how much do you love this show? And I've had to admit that I have not watched this show. I have not watched this show. That I is... have barely watched the original of this show. 
The I watched the first episode. That is all I've watched of the first of the original. The iteration. Battlestar, Battlestar Galactica. Battlestar Sorry. Galactica. Oh, you were no, no. announce it. No, but I you can okay. announce it. Who can, <laughs> they're gonna know. They're gonna find out. It's gonna be the whole episode. The whole hour is gonna be us talking about Battlestar Galactica, a show I don't know anything about. Yay. I remember because it was on at like nine o'clock. Sure. And yeah. my bedtime was eight thirty. Oh goodness. And it was a strict bedtime. I was gonna say you parents, have a hard out. It was a hard out. My parents were like we don't care go away go away and uh pretend to sleep for an hour and then be asleep for eight and then yeah. be awake right and uh and then we'll deal with you <laughs> so, be a human interest- that we want exactly. you to be <laughs> right it's uh it's 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 one way of parenting right um yeah no uh the original one i only watched the one episode mostly because i found out that jane seymour was on it and what did she play i don't remember her she, i remember the handsome men that's who i remember she played windswept brown-haired dude because there was the starbuck which was a dude and apollo which was a dude and those were the two like main guys and then she played they were like damsel in distress (gasps) of some sort really type of thing i don't remember because this was a while ago and i'm sure someone's listening going she was amazing so let's not even yeah (laughs) let's not even go there but i have to say i love jane seymour that's the thing that's what made you do it Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I of course, I love the original or the new version of Battlestar Galactica. And I kind of had to, like, look at least look into the old one to sure. see if it was something that I would be able to put myself through. And I say put myself through because, like, the old Cylons were very oh my boxy God. dudes was in suits. The best part of the show <laughs> was the Cylons because... You listen to the program. You know that yeah. I don't enjoy tension. Uh, <laughs> the fact that all the new Cylons of the new Battlestar Galactica are human, like oh, right. look human, yeah, freaked me the fuck out. It was, yeah. Yeah, it was intense. I couldn't take it, sure. and I didn't watch it. Yeah. So I know it was very well done. That's what I know about it's the new. super good. Everyone really liked it. Everyone um, really liked it. They thought it was it. the best. And how many episodes are there? How many seasons uh, there are there? are four seasons, uh, okay, I believe. Okay, that's kind of perfect. Yeah, it's, it's just enough that you can enjoy. If you're me, you can like really dig in deep if you want to. But you can just sort of enjoy for a month and then be done, right? Right, <laughs> right. And you do, and, and round f- season five is when they start, you know, they have to like the, dig into the right, bottom the, of the barrel. They get a nephew. Like, they buy a special ship. They just leave know. and go to some other place. Right, right. Yeah. There's, there's people are done. Yeah, after round for four, sure. Four seasons, it can be bad. So, what is the premise of Battlestar Galactica? Okay, the premise of Battlestar Galactica is. Uh, I mean, it's often just sort of uh, summarized in, like, the beginning, like, opening credits, basically. Um, The Cylons uh, evolved, they left, and now they're back. Um, And they're back to destroy all the humans. They kill all humans. That is what they do. Okay. So if I remember correctly, the original Battlestar, they were, like, they were fleeing some war, and there was only, like, two ships? There, yeah. So in was this that case, ba- or is that yeah. Space Nineteen Ninety Nine? No, that is Battlestar okay. because uh, it was. It's the same story. The thing that they did for the new one is the old one still existed. Oh, they just went in canon, and, then, and then now then we're just redoing it basically. Oh, essentially, as a new the, thing, the people have settled yeah. on these planets. Yes, we lived is yeah. what is what the premise is. Is we lived from that thing, sure, and now yes. we're 
all on a planet or on a, a thing. system of planets. A system yeah. of planets. And the Cylons are back. <laughs> the Cylons are back, baby. Mad. Yeah. Um, and the, uh, the, it starts out as a mini series. Okay. So that's the cool, like, there's a cool, like, just history of the show. Yeah. Because it went through some hard times, honestly. But it started out as a miniseries, and they were only going to do the miniseries. But the miniseries ends on a cliffhanger, so it's kind of one of oh, those. that's hilarious. Like, it, did you want to know? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you better. Like, it's crazy, uh, especially, like, so the whole system of worlds is right. attacked all at once by these Cylons. Um, so prior to this, they had had like 50 years of peace. And then there's one like I like outpost. that it was only 50 years. They're like, yeah. we don't want to get too ambitious no, with no, no, humanity. No. We're going to kill each other ourselves. Sure. But so 50 years of peace. Yeah. And then all of a sudden all the outposts have been attacked. So there's one outpost that's in like, that's on the edge of the red line. They had established this red line. Uh, in the solar, or not the yeah. solar system, the the galaxy. I guess sure. I don't really. They're very uh, wishy washy, vague about those right, sorts of things. Opera. It's space opera. It isn't science fiction. It, true. Yes. Um, so at this outpost is where they're supposed to meet if they ever want to, like you know, parlay, diplom- right? If they want to do da- yeah, diplomatic type things. So. Uh, the show starts out with uh, Trisha Helfer. She's one of the Cylons. She's like the gorgeous one. Literally, like she's the gorgeous one. Okay. She's the blonde hair with the like red dress. And do we know tall. right away that she's a Cylon? Uh, yes, you do. Okay. She's one of the few that you know right away because that's a big part of the series is that who's a Cylon? That's what I can't fucking Maybe they don't even know themselves. Oh, right, because right? they, yeah. they're moles. They're, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. They've been reprogrammed. So so I like that. So the Cylons, let's go back to a little bit about Cylonism. Uh, okay. Cylons are machines. Yes. We made them? People we made, made them? We made them. Uh, they actually have a spinoff series called Caprica. Oh, right. Where it discusses, like, how they evolved into sentient beings. Yeah. Um, Caprica never really got... It, it got like a season, and yeah. that was it. Um, but it's nice backstory. If it's you're good backstory, for it. right? Yeah, and it's whew, it's real. Like it was one of those shows that could have gone on for ten seasons for how much content <laughs> they put into one right. season. I yeah. was like, whoa! I'm too much story. I don't even mm-hmm. know where we are. But it, it, excellent. You like if you watch Battlestar Galactica and you like it, you and, will probably like Capra, right? Because you need more. Yeah, yeah. You're <laughs> like, oh, that's so good. Where's the next thing? Yeah, right. What's the um, backstory on what's this weird parallel thing? Right. And so the Cylons um, were were so, robots that we made. Caprica tells us how they became sentient. Yes. But they somehow became sentient. Yes. And then they became good looking. They rebelled as just regular. You know, silver robot, metal, yeah. you know, chrome domes. Right, right. Um, and then they, uh, when they left, they just left. Yeah. Right? So, like, they didn't know what was going on, but that's when they evolved. They evolved into human shapes because they wanted to take on what their creator looked like. Ah, So they were... Ooh, yeah. very, very religious. Very religious. Oh, my goodness. So much religion. So much religion. There's Apollo and, uh, and um, Starbuck. Starbuck. Uh, there's also uh, Athena 
And oh, so they're all named after old... there's Greek gods. Yeah, yeah. the and pantheons are represented. They are. Are there any Thors? Uh, oh, you know, I, <laughs> there's not a Thor. Although there's some people who look like Thor in that show. <laughs> very beefy men. It's right. uh, it's very nice. It's um, a, very handsome. Very handsome men. Uh, but uh, the Cylons believe in one god. They are monotheistic. Okay. In, comparison to the culture that we're mostly dealing with, the human culture that is pantheistic, right? Oh, really? So, like, there's, they got all the gods, and then the Cylons have the one true god. Holy so, shit. Yeah, right? What? It's so intense. That's super intense. Yeah. Okay, so Apollo and Starbuck are now women in the cast? Uh, Starbuck is a woman. Okay. Uh, Apollo is a dude. Okay. Um, Starbuck is- They ever do it? No. Okay. Um, although it's always been one of, well, no, there's, let's not, too many spoilers, maybe. Sure, fair enough. Let's because, be because careful is with it that. all on Netflix? Uh, it's, oh, goodness, it's on Hulu now, okay. I believe. It, it's and, made its rounds through all right. of the different services, so, so catch but, it while you can. Right, right. And so, but we, we can watch it thinking, I bet they're going to get together. And yeah, no, will, it's definitely. It's a moonlighting There's kinda, a will, they won't, they, mo- like, yeah. throughout the series. I'm um, sure there's plenty of slash fiction oh, happening. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, <laughs> oh, my goodness, the slash fiction <laughs> in this show. And, okay, so, um. Okay, so the Cylons come back. Yes. And the, do we so we meet the gorgeous blonde yes. out at the outpost. And she uh she like meets the diplomat yeah. and is like you're all going to die and then that thing explodes, right? Like the outpost explodes with her in it. With her in it, right? Right? And then right. we see her again because there are copies oh. of them. There are several versions. 12 models. There are 12 models. There's only 12 models yeah. of Cylons. So the bad guys equal 12, but you like there's just a bunch of those models right, around, right? Right, right. They, you know, they respawn. It's like, well, yeah, yeah, exactly. They have spawning ships. Like that's part of the storyline is that if they're close enough to a spawning ship, they die, they download, and then they just get a new body. <laughs> um, and that's used to great effect when there's not a spawning ship. Oh, right. The humans can use that because then they can be like, you're not going to download again. Yeah. You think about that? Yeah. Tick tock. Yeah, yeah, this is it. (laughs) Wait, so the, so if there are many versions of one Cylon, they all download into the same database and then they, when they re-upload, you get everybody's memories of Uh, all the different Cylons that looked like you? There's, it's complex because there are, and this is what makes part of the show so good is that yeah. the actors have to play different um, versions oh, of like an evil twin, right? Yeah. So I mean, sort of but like not, that, but not that they're they're different. They're of course like they're the same model, but one they have different storylines. Like yeah. some of the models like fall in love, some of the models are really aggressive, some of them, but they're all the same person. So they have to play out these different. Right, so they're but the actors all them. the same person. Yeah, but the people they're playing are not the same person. Right, and they so, can share memories, but they don't necessarily so, share those. Things. But if you destroy a Cylon away from a spawning ship, yes, their memories are gone, just gone. Yeah, right. So, but the other hundred versions of them still exist somewhere. Yes, they okay. still exist, and they so they exist independent of each other. They're okay. basically each. 
Each They're version that you see is an individual. They're okay. not just one of like a, a, hive. a hive mind or yeah, something. Yeah. yeah, they're each individuals. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I wonder if there's any sort of legality that we could talk about there. <laughs> the fact that like if you make a new and and when they make a new body, is that like you've you've is it a clone or is it just a is, is it's it like a an mach- empty machine that then so they just cu- you cut put them, a personality in. Do basically. they bleed? If you cut them, do they bleed? You know, they I don't recall a lot of blood happening on the Cylon side. They tend to have the upper hand kind of always in the show. So it's mostly a lot of humans that end up doing the bleeding. The bleeding? Um, They may, I think they, there's one, if I recall correctly, and I probably don't, but if I do, um, I think they do get stabbed and stuff. So I think there is a little bit of blood going on there. Right. But what you're Um, doing is is, it's sort of like an avatar. It's something they're wearing, a suit wearing over the machinery. Oh, oh, well, no, it's, they are, um, they are as human as humans. They just have their cells are made up of machines. Um, and like nanotechnology kind of thing. Yes, it's, I'm, I'm I'm quoting other science fiction <laughs> to uh, this science fiction, sure. but it's the only way to really sort well, of. Well, yes. All right. Uh, the um, the concept, and it sort of really explained more at the end. And I, I don't know if this is a spoiler or not. So, spoiler alert, if you want it. Sure. Um, but. The idea being that we humans are have cells, right? Yeah. But this was prior to us having mitochondria in our cells. Okay. And that the Cylons are the mitochondria. And then we did it with them. Right. And created new humans that are actually humans. And this was all in the past, in the giant so Caprica long ago. Kind of, um, like, no, like right now... Like- is right now. Yeah. That still is, like, we're part of canon, like the human world oh, right okay. now. But billions of years ago, the story keeps replaying itself, basically. We're okay. in this endless loop of creating technology that then oh, surpasses us, tries to kill us. Right. And then we end up, you know, Integrating doing the with nasty it. with them, right. basically. Right? Like... <laughs> Yes. Why wouldn't we? Because we're humans. It turns out <laughs> humans are willing to have sex with anything. Kinda. Yeah. It's uh, there were like dolphins. Yeah. Um. So. Oh my what? goodness. I don't know. I but, re- I listened to that This American Life episode. W- the one where the dolphins have sex with people. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. It's um, too much. It's uh, <laughs> it's not a thing I needed to know existed in the world. So you said um. <laughs> you did not say midichlorians. Not midichlorians. <laughs> <laughs> That would be a great crossover episode. <laughs> it's my least favorite part of the Star Wars universe. <laughs> um, no, uh, mitochondria. There we go, yeah. mitochondria, which is a real thing, right? Yeah, there. it's Mito- a real. That, that's a real thing. science thing, so right there, inside a, of ourselves. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's the powerhouse. I hear them saying. In oh yeah. Seventh grade, I think. Oh well, they're not. Well, it, why would they lie to us why in seventh would, grade? Exactly. Right. Right. I don't know if you know this, but George Washington never told a lie. Uh, but in seventh grade was when they started saying he might have fudged it a little just, bit. That, that's when just you're on giving, the edges. Right. That's when you start getting a little bit of truth. Mostly good, slightly not. Yeah, truth in advertising. Right. It's, uh, it's so funny because it goes downhill and then it goes back up when you get to college. They're like, one of the most amazing things and then that you're he like, did oh, do yeah. was he was willing to step down from power. And you're like, he was also tired. Yeah. Do you remember how tight tie he was? Sometimes, and uh, yeah, running a revolution can be right. And just be, take it out of you. <laughs> and being seventy and wearing like sure. creepy 
slave teeth. teeth. Slave he, teeth? Yeah, oh. his teeth were made out of the teeth of some see, of the slaves. You know? Yeah, see, it falls apart again. It's great. Yeah. 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 There's not all a great kinds person. Of, no, no, no. There's He's a, a monster who uh, created something, and then uh, that hopefully we're going to aspire to everybody's best idea of right? what they were going for. Right. Even though they only wanted it for themselves. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. We're just like, spread the wealth. Come anyway. On, just a little bit. Just the illusion. We, just the crumbs. I'll take the crumbs. That's what we've been doing. That's, we, we, that's all we've been doing. That's all we've been out. doing. It turns out we would like a slice of pie. Exactly. And uh, fair enough. We're going to do it. So uh, we get back from the sex. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. The sex with, with the machines. With yes, the machines. Machine sex. Machine sex. <laughs> and then, so we're, we're now 50 years after they have left. Yes. And they have monumentally evolved. Yes. And they're just like, we're going to kill you all. Yeah. They were just done with it. They were like, you guys don't know what you're doing. Um, you're not good in, at this at all, even though we're their gods. Right. That is part of the whole thing is that there is the one true God, but we are the creators. And in some way, they're trying to kill us that they see as like a, almost like a false god maybe or something along those lines but um, they can get they to have the... a bad it's it's you know not a fun relationship you know <laughs> it's bad a, memories yeah they're like i didn't like my family i want to leave <laughs> right um, a lot of people just go out for cigarettes and never right, return. and never return that's <laughs> but, it that's an old joke an easy one joke. that is an easy one um, so so yeah uh the okay so they Come back, they destroy all. And one of the things that you see in the credits at the beginning of the show every time is that it says they have a plan, right? And oh, that's wow. supposed to be like the hook. They have yeah. some sort of plan. Um, it also tells us that the writers have a plan. And right? Like, Thank you, God. They're making a promise. <laughs> they they watched Lost too, and they didn't want to get you there. <laughs> um, they didn't want you to feel like they were going to betray you. And they, it, it's, I will say the show really does hold up quite a bit. Like that's great. They promise something, they deliver on it. Oh, it, that's perfect. Like it's one of the good things about that show. That's amazing. Yeah. It's very hard to get there in the first place for a show to even like be made, right? right. Like it's so hard to get a show even made Yeah, to be able to say, we're going to do this. We're going to begin it. We have an ending in mind. We, the goal was always earth. Yeah. Like that was the thing. They never lived on Earth in at the beginning of the show because no. basically it was a continuation because they, they left Earth, right? They, they left Forever Earth. Long they ago. lost Earth. They and, lost Earth. Right. Now they are returning. Oh, are they? They think they found a path. Ah. Uh, yeah. Because so they left the little breadcrumbs along the way. Okay. So the human plan is we're going to make it back to Earth. The Cylon plan is we're going to kill all of these people. Yeah. And if we follow them back to Earth, we can kill them back where they spawned. Essentially, right? <laughs> the spawning, pla the spawning, the spawning of place point. of, hum yeah. of humanity. <laughs> yeah, and um, or whatever the, that you know. Well, so in in the end, when they actually do get to Earth, yeah, it is basically a chase, right? It's a chase, and then resource management. There's a lot of resource management. There's like <laughs> settlers in Catan, right? It's like all like they're getting ice for water, and they're getting you know they're trying to find even habitable land for moments. And okay. Uh, season, so end of season two, beginning of season three, kind of a big break point in the okay. show. Because they find a habitable world. Okay. They don't find Earth. They just find a place where they could, you know, rest and like build. Yeah. And they have to make this really hard decision of Earth, 
the promise of Earth, but yeah. the reality of having something that we can actually build on. Right. And something that seems like that we would be safe from the Cylons. Like we're in a location that they don't know. Okay. Um, and like they can't track it there for some reason. Like they have a, an excuse that literally falls apart immediately because, of <laughs> course, the Cylons come and they <laughs> imprison all humans. And oh they're God. like, we're going to try and make it work, guys. But we want to sort of run the whole thing. So you oh, guys wow. are going to be slaves for a while and maybe we'll figure it out that way. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gets, that's season three? That season three is – it does a lot of flashbacks and flash forwards so that you get to see them still doing stuff on the actual Battlestar Galactica, but also you're catching what happened while they were on the planet. Now, is Battlestar Galactica a ship? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That It is the Battlestar Galactica. Okay. Um, and there's actually another Battlestar that comes into play during season two called the Pegasus. Okay. Um, and it's really interesting. So... There's basically every episode at the beginning of the credits. These credits are amazing, by the yeah. way. Like, you should just watch the first credits. It's great. <laughs> uh, but it tells you uh, how many people survived. Like, it's 30,000 people or 30,000 survivors. That number changes from day to day. And episode it, to episode? Yes, from episode to, not day to day, obviously. Right, from right. episode to episode, there it'll like, change. There are 27,000 people on this, right. on this ship. Because, and it's based on the story that's happening. So when people die, oh. they count it. Like they're keeping a running tally oh, that's of the kind survivors. Of amazing. It's so cool. Um, so that's a really excellent device. Right. And yeah. then it, it puts you in the perspective of how do we keep society alive? It really ties you down to. We are fighting for the survival of humanity. Right. How do we do that? We are down to this number. Of There's humans. no more humans. And then this Pegasus comes in, and suddenly they're, they're more humans. Yeah. What? Um, so the Battlestar Galactica is protecting this fleet, right? Okay. Um, and the head of the Battlestar Galactica is Edward James Olmos. Oh, yeah. He's amazing. His acting in this series is just, it's brash, it's it's rough and yeah. it's just like kind of perfect as, kind of perfect because he he it almost can just sort of like turn on a dime and 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 it be so natural when it's like I'm I'm the commander, but you're my friend. Like okay. it's one of those. He has that. Oh, it's great, like he has a work relationship, yeah. and then a, a, he's also a person. Yeah, that is an interesting way of, for an actor to be. I mean, like because that that's two different. Right, it's a whole person that, yeah. that he's acting. Yeah, 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 you really do get. And that. he's the military leader, right? Yes. And so, then there's and, the president, President Rosalind, and that's the secular. Like there's like a uh, there's like a military hierarchy, yeah. And then there's a, a, a bureaucratic hierarchy. Yeah, right? they have a government. They actually keep the government, even though realistically, like if he's got to be in charge, right? He's in charge. Basically, he has all the power. But right, he controls the air. He controls it all. <laughs> yeah. Basically, he. Uh, uh, he's got all of the all of the weapons, all of the everything. Right. Um, and so it's really interesting that he will. There's tension there between him and Roslyn as yeah. the she's the uh, president. Um, she was actually 43rd in line to succession because she was the uh, minister of education. Okay. Or secretary of education. Um, right. That's how women become president. <laughs> right. Exactly. And, uh, it's a you know yeah. it, everyone it's, has this to is die. stereotypes. Yeah. Right. I wrote a whole paper just on her. Oh, really? My ad, my ad, my ad. I'm about to do an ad. Rangers, 
I have had a chance to try HelloFresh. And seriously, it's hands down my favorite meal kit delivery service. All of the ingredients are super fresh and they're all packed together and all the food is interesting. Like they're interesting meals that I wouldn't have picked myself. I, last night, Andy and I made Korean beef bibam bap. Here's the thing about Korean food. I love it. I never make it at home, as you can imagine. And um, that's not how you pronounce it. Uh, it was really easy to make. They come giant recipe cards with pictures on them. They send you all the items that you need. There's three plans to choose from, classic, veggie, and family, with the option to switch between them, obviously, as and when your tastes change. It's great. You spend less time on meal planning and grocery shopping because it gets delivered to your door. So you can take advantage of HelloFresh's that's a hard word to say. Special offer for 2019. You get $80 off your first month by going to HelloFresh.com slash Dork80, D-O-R-K-80. And you enter Dork80 as the promo code. Live by a code, you guys. I really like this meal that I made, which was the, the Korean Bim Bam Bop. The food is seasonal. They're simple recipes with pre-measured ingredients delivered right to your door every week so you can enjoy cooking and sticking to your goals. My sister and I were talking about how she should use code DORK80 at HelloFresh.com because her kids really like to cook and she likes to cook and, and everything is already set. It's already hooked up for you. HelloFresh is enjoyable. It's easy. And quite honestly, it was delicious. Anyway, there's pork chops tonight. We're having pork chops, and then there was a panko chicken also in that box. HelloFresh has a special offer for Rangers in 2019. You get $80 off your first month by going to HelloFresh.com slash Dork80, and you enter the promo code Dork80. Let's get back into the show. Yeah. Now, you mentioned that, but I didn't know what... So, for school. Yeah, so when I was an undergrad, I... The show was airing. It had gone through the first two seasons. I think it was in season three. And I had the best professor in the world. Her name is Kimberly Ann Podlis. She's amazing. What what school? Uh, University of North Carolina at Greensboro. Okay. So she uh, was the law professor for the film department that oh, wow. I was in. Yeah. So she did media law and ethics. And she also did like like active studies of film and television. Like she does, she did like almost scientific experiments. If you could do that, it's right. uh, at least it's like, she taught me how to do it. It's where you code uh, different acts that, that appear in a show and like write them down as, as evidence. Basically you actually okay. collect evidence from the show. Okay. Right. So you sort of in, log the show and then you right. look at it and try to, a thesis from that. Sure, yeah. A legal sort of get get well, what this the legality. Well, this had nothing or? to do with law. I okay. I was just like I'm really into Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> I want to do I want to study it and I have never I had never really done that type of like researched study of of TV or any sort of like creative media. I didn't even know you could as do a, that. Well, it's an exercise. It's a fascinating exercise. Oh my god, so, it's so good. So yeah. you watched the first two seasons and did what? And I wrote, I had a notebook with me and I would code when people talked about her um, and referenced her as like, oh, she's just a glorified teacher. They would, they would question her, oh, her ability to lead, Aha. basically. A little they Bechdel were, test, but a different kind of right, test. Right, right. Right, sort of a check, checking sort of the feminist and the, and the belittlement. Right. So they said, like, I mean, 
who wants to, who thinks that the Secretary of Education is the person that should be leading them in the first place, right? But on top of this, right. like, she's a lady, uh, and ladies right. are, are thought of as being... Dum-dums. Dum-dums, or being teachers. Like, right. they're relegated to this soft thing that is teaching. Yeah. Right? They're not hardened leaders who Military. have... Yeah. And what I think Rosalind did in the show is... Season one and two is just her overcoming a lot of those, uh, a lot of those stereotypes and a lot of those thoughts that people have. Gee, just her just trying to do her job, right? But like having to get through a minefield of a bunch of swinging dicks, going, "Nope, what <laughs> yeah. are you, what are you doing here? Why are you even here?" Okay, it's, lady, whatever. <laughs> it's a classic. It's a classic. Well, you can hang out. But we're gonna do- we're gonna double check all your work, right? And so yeah, you have to work twice as hard to get exactly the same place, right? And we may not even let you do shit, and right. we're gonna make fun of you and bring our and and we're gonna make gross jokes while you do it because because gross well, jokes. This is our place. This yeah. is where we make gross jokes. Isn't it nice that we just let you in? We let you come and st- hang out. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, if you want to do the dishes, you can. Sure. And so, what a piece of <laughs> shit. Anyway, I'm all mad now. You're <laughs> just mad her. at, I'm at mad for fictional her. characters. I'm mad at fictional <laughs> characters and and uh, and for her. Yeah. Yeah. So it was really it, it was that was right after the 2008 election too. So that was like during okay. the whole like Hillary Barack thing. So that's why I wanted to really like investigate what it was like to portray a president. Yeah. Like because we don't really have terms to talk about women in authority. Right. Like, right. Who knew? We don't really think about women being in authority. Right. Which is so, the purpose of fiction in a lot of cases is to make everybody more comfortable with the idea of women in power or, right. you know, even, I mean, if you try to watch Will and Grace, you're just like, this is painful, but yeah. it was the first time. It really, right? yeah. And so you're like, I see what you're doing. You're making fun of yourself so that people can kind of accept you as human and as, as okay right. and non-threatening. And they can laugh and be disarmed by right. the funny, by right? the funny, and by how charming, and yeah. you're like, and and so then you, and then and then it makes it okay for the next show to not be quite so dumb, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> so. and I think that Battlestar works really well in that in that little corner because you get so emotionally engaged in the drama and the suspense and yeah. the action, and you. You're just, rooting for the, you're rooting the whole for team. Yeah. And she's the head of one she of the She just happens to be the head of the team. Yeah. 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 And uh, it's Mary McDonald, and she's won numerous awards for her acting. She even got her own show after the fact. Oh, really? What um, show? Oh, my goodness. She no took worries. over The Closer, I think. Okay. Um, and basically was the Kira Sedgwick person, but... Yeah, maybe it's not called the closer. I don't remember right. exactly, she but she did her of, own thing. Like okay. she, she took over, and she's great. She's just an excellent. She has this ability to have this very compassionate smile, like a like a hurt. Like she under she is empathetic at the same time as being somewhat stoic, like being you know the right. person who recovers. Yeah, in a in a bad situation. <laughs> And smiles her way through it. Right? Oh, and so that comes out in that character. Yeah. So, well, and on top of everything, she has breast cancer. Like, they they threw everything oh, the actor? at her. Or no, no, the, no, 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 the character. The character has pre- breast cancer? Yeah. Yeah, the whole series. She's just dealing with what? breast cancer the whole time. She's, de- like, Who at the very beginning. This? I know. Um, the So it was, oh, my goodness. Ronald D. Moore is the head of the show. Was he was, the, like, the creator the of that okay. show. 
Um, and he wrote on Deep Space Nine. Okay. Um, and I was Voyager. Say, okay. So he has click, that. click. There he is. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. he's done some really good stuff. And now he's doing um, I the Outlander. He's writing for Outlander. <laughs> is he? Yeah. The Scottish time travel, time travel? Yeah, it, yeah. My mom's really into it. I don't even know. Everyone's mom is really Right? Into it. Is that yeah. what it is? It's, it's just a thing of, like it's, that. It's, it's just historical romance. It's slash. a historical romance, but it's, um, I tried to read it. I tried to listen to it on Audible. It didn't take. <laughs> but that, but that, I mean, that is true of so many things. Sure. Because there's so much content. Yeah. And But Outlander, people freaking love it. They, they and, love it. They uh, love it. She's constantly not getting raped, but so close. But it's, it's very, it's, it's always very, the question. Question yeah, mark and somewhere there. She probably ends up getting raped, but and hopefully not liking it uh, yeah. is what we're hoping. But so, okay, so she's the president. She has breast cancer. She has breast cancer. There's a fleet of essentially cargo ships with humans in it. And then Basically. the Battlestar Galactica protects that fleet. Yeah. And then they travel through space. Who's attacking them? Just Cylons? Just Cylons. Um, at one point when I the Pegasus comes in and gets involved. Yeah. Um, so the Pegasus is the uh, it's the it's a bigger ship. It's the actual admiral of the the of the fleet. The fleet, I guess. Yeah. Um, I cannot remember. Uh, they called themselves Razors, but her name is not Razor. It's something like that. Uh, but she's like the actual admiral, and above Edward James Olmos, above our our military, our leader. military dude. So yeah. we thought he was the dude. Yeah, yeah. And now he has to answer to someone else. Oh my goodness. Uh oh. Dun All dun right. dun. Yeah, yeah. And then there's like <laughs> these moments of like. Is he going to kill her? Is she going to kill him? Oh, my goodness. What's going to happen? A military yeah. coup, it's right? A, yeah. It's a whole coup. And so so she, so she has the Battlestar uh, Pegasus. Yeah. And she has a pile of cargo ships that she's protecting. Just the Battlestar. She oh. escaped right before everything happened, but she didn't jump to, like, the Alpha site. She jumped into something, into oh. another thing. And so then she missed. She's been going at the... Uh, the Cylons from the back, basically. So this, so the Cylons are chasing Battlestar Galactica. Oh, she's Battlestar been Pegasus running. has been chasing the Cylons, not okay. knowing that they were chasing. So they didn't know, and then suddenly she just jumps into space and then right next to them, and they're like, "Oh crap! What? Huh? We're at a mirror universe? <laughs> Oops!" And um, uh, yeah, so it's a really neat that it's a it's almost a mini series inside the series because there's actually uh, is a, that third season. That would be season two. That's still Whoa. season two. Or one. It's one or two. Early. Yeah, it's early on. And then, I mean, it moves on, and let's just say she's not really part of it after that many series. Okay. Um, okay. Because she's, well, she's on her own mission, too, is to go uh, murder Cylons, right? That's is, what she's been trying to do. Right, and so. That's the thing, is that the, the two of them uh, are at odds because she's, Let's go attack Cylons, and he's let's protect a fleet. Right, we got to go. The other part, right? We got to go find a place to settle these people. They're a bunch of farmers. She wants to like take all of his men and just go, and he's like, "But I need farmers. Yeah, (laughs) I need my men." Oh, that's fascinating. Oh yes. So it's sort of like—is it like a four-episode arc or a six-episode arc, something like that? Um, I think it's like three episodes, and then they had a made-for-TV movie. Oh god, uh, called I think it's called Razors or Battlestar Galactica Razor or something like that. All right, so there's there's Battlestar Galactica, the TV show, four seasons. There's uh, 
not Caprica. Caprica, which is, I want to say CAPTCHA. <laughs> but uh, I was like, what do you read? And uh, <laughs> put in your code. And uh, the uh, uh, so Caprica, there's a made-for-TV movie, which is just about the razors, kind of. And another made-for-TV movie at the very end called The Plan. Get oh, it? The Plan. Yeah, yeah. The whole time. Didn't they have a plan? So it's essentially from the perspective of the Cylons. Yeah, movie? it just turns the turns the tables and you get to see what the Cylons were doing at that time. Guess what? They didn't have a plan. What? Sorry to spoil it at the end. <laughs> they didn't have a plan. Well, here's the thing. And I had... Uh, read something somewhere so let's just say i don't know that this is real this could be just fake internet news okay right but right. i had read something somewhere that they only did it they only said that they had a plan because the marketing team was like oh it'll be better if they have a plan it'll be much better if they have a plan right we also lost we're all like oh no yeah. what's the plan i hope right? there's a plan and, and then, then it turns out they're just you know they're just riding by the seat of their pants right, trying they're just to like, angry and they just were like maybe this is something I'm mad right earth well, and so, like that's it <laughs> like, so it's an hour and a half long movie the plan yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so is do you think it's the writers going we should probably tell them we didn't they didn't have a plan it literally was the writers saying they didn't have a plan because you can see it like there's. Did they try to have a plan in the plan? They no. They oh, they were basically it was just like, a huge. Hey, you guys, we actually didn't. So we're there here. were there were infiltrators, right? Yeah. Like there were there were um, people who were Cylons that didn't know they were Cylons, and even people who did know they were Cylons but were just hiding in amongst the humans, right? right. And so there was. <gasps> sort of a plan in the sense that they clearly had objectives to like right. mess up the but there fleet was no big or, plan but there was no big plan no they didn't have like some overarching we're gonna like no. kill all humans or we're gonna and, and then we're gonna do open something libraries else. everywhere i Although, mean they literally at one point they were trying to they had like baby machines i remember this being like oh, yeah. it was the there was a whole storyline where uh so starbuck is the lady, she's Carathrace, she goes back because she has to pick up something from Caprica um, that's important for them to find Earth. Okay. Uh, it's the arrow of, Ath of Athena or something like that. It's an arrow. Um, but she has to go back and get it so that it unlocks a thing. Nice. It's, you know, it's temple this running is, yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. Um, you hand well, me the, the jewel, I'll hand awesome. you the bag or whatever it is, yeah, right? Yeah, that. Um, so she has to go back and get that. And when she gets back to Caprica, there are still people alive there. There, there oh. are resistance. Um, there are small resistance. And so she joins the resistance for a little while. And we get some episodes with her doing some, you know, kick butt with some Cylons. Yeah. Um, and then she, like, goes into one of, like, the warehouses that they had. And it's just women being, like, inseminated against their will by these rape machines, basically. And, like, they're trying to make a hybrid. Okay. That was their goal. Like, they, okay. if there was a plan at any point, they were, they like... they want to further hybrid the human silent right. experience? Because they were clear. Were, were they not human clear. ladies? <laughs> um, they were human ladies. Right. And then just machines that were attached to their lower bits. Oh, right. Like, it's not like they were... Doing a thing with a right. This with was another, not a vibrator. Right. This was not okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Um. And she gets captured at one point by a Cylon who tries to like he imprisons her and like psychologically tortures her into believing that they're like a family. They even bring like a kid into the house that is supposedly supposed like 
Right. Supposed to be a real kid, like a boy, and then mm-hmm. he uses that kid, like, as leverage to, like, make her love him. It's this whole, like, Weird. there's a lot of abuse going on everywhere. <laughs> Everybody's getting abused. Someone, Men, women, children. It's all happening. It's all bad things are happening <laughs> yeah. on every level. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's the other reason I couldn't watch it. Probably uh, that. <laughs> I, when we think about, uh, and I've told this people before, this before, I've never seen the second Godfather movie because at the end of the first Godfather movie, I was like, oh, this family's, that's not going to work. Uh, this, they seem dysfunctional. Right. This is a, this doesn't seem like it's going to work out when yeah. he's lying to her already. Already. I'm going to not watch uh it's like you two. keep your you keep your little mouth quiet, and uh, I'm gonna go do the big boy stuff over right. here in a room. That guy kisses his ring, and then she yeah. sees it down the Through hallway. The, yeah, and I'm like, oh, oh. he's already lying. Yeah. I'm gonna take yeah. it on the. I, I got to see the Fredo. I think I figured out where this is. I, I saw the ending right at the beginning. Not buying into it. <laughs> I get I get most of the jokes yeah. now. It'll be fine. It'll most be great. Of the references, yeah. and so wow. So there's so much of that. Does. At what point do they start realizing that there's 12 models and they see the same uh, characters? Is that At early on, too? At some point, the, uh, uh, Edward James Olmos gets a piece of paper and it says there are 12 models. Okay. So we know, I think, almost from the beginning. Like, maybe if it's not in the miniseries, it's yeah. in, like, the first episode. Okay. Where he gets, a, like, a, a little note saying there are 12 models. Okay. And at that point, he didn't even know any of them. Well, no, he knows one. They only know of one because they figure it out during the miniseries. Okay. Um, and then they have to go through discovering all of Facial the other ones. Well, right? I mean, that's the real, that's the, that's the true, I think, arc of the show is let's find these 12 people. Yeah. Right. And, um, and of course they're they... all, they're all famous people. Oh, they're um, all played by famous actors. Yeah. Uh, Dean Stockwell is, well, I mean, not all of them necessarily, but they like now. they definitely have some famous people. <laughs> Dean Stockwell is One really big. Um, yeah. it's Ziggy says the, that's that guy, Dean yeah. Stockwell, um, uh, from Quantum Leap. And oh, then, right. uh, um, Oh my goodness! You're, when I do they when I name normally? the name, it'll no. They and don't. They or maybe yeah, they do. Maybe they don't. You Sorry, don't have to. Ahead. Yeah, you don't have to spoiler by telling us who the Cylons are. People can go through. Oh well, yeah, yeah. that would be helpful. Probably not to give right. full story and, spoilers, and, but and yeah, famous people. Sometimes famous people. But w- the weird thing is, is do they ever run into a Cylon? They're like Jim, and you're like, no, my name's Larry or whatever. Um, I think they make. They they may make like one joke out right. of that situation where like that, it's that's the obvious joke right, right? like and the whole oh but it's not you but it's me yeah, situation yeah. I have a twin yeah and ooh I wonder that'd be kind of a nice twitch uh, touches if twins were um also were, involved also, also involved that would get and, way complex very right. quickly it's just like people just start suspecting twins for being silent right and I never thought of it they don't even bring it up but that is actually a good idea right like because twins exist twins exist they're, they look alike so like <laughs> right you're looking for people who look alike you're gonna look at twins <laughs> um yeah that's uh that is hilarious so what about um, here's the other thing that I wanted to know. So are they all super good looking? 
Like is everybody everybody's everybody's real real fit. They're all right. they all play. Um, oh, what is the game they play? And I even think if they, they, they are call good it looking? Pyramid. They have like their own game. It's a like a whole thing. Oh, the Cylons? Do? No, no, no. The humans. They okay. have like their own game that they play. Oh, like football? Uh, like football, but like it's called Pyramid. Yeah. And like it's that you set up like things where you bounce a ball and it has to bounce off of a thing and go into a hole. It's not clear what the actual rules are, but it was definitely made up. It's it's the Quidditch. It's Quidditch. Quidditch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's Quidditch. So. Wow. Well, it's. Uh, Unnecessary. Well, but it it adds to the world, right? Like it, it's it true. makes it a more fleshed out world because, of course, people are going to have games and like, yeah, and they're, they're not the us. They're not they're not hum- They're not the humans that we know, obviously. So right. of course, they're going to have something different. Right. Right. Like. Right. And and they live on a ship, so it's going to be like handball. Yeah. So it's going to be something um, like handball. <laughs> yeah, because they're going to be in a box and they're going to have a ball and then they're going to have to bounce it. Certain, yeah. Certain numbers. lots of bouncing. Lots of bouncing. Maybe there's a basket or a, or a gate that they have to get it through. There's a there. So it's like. Uh, they're they're planes like they're elevated planes and then like some of them have holes in them that you try and get the ball into okay so it's uh, it's like basketball meets handball meets we're just making it up as right. we go along <laughs> here's okay now here's the real question who's your favorite character oh my goodness did you know it was coming i well i knew it was coming and it's it, it, it's, it's almost too easy. Well, no, it's almost too easy because oh. I did a whole paper oh, on her. on that lady. Yeah. So, um, I mean, President Rosalind has got to be just one of the most interesting characters I've ever seen. M- mostly because, like, the actress who embodies it, Mary McDonald, is just so aware of where her character is going. She has this there's a there's a, a a higher level religious aspect to it like there are these like bibles if you will there i don't remember there's scrolls the of some sort of like they're the they're their the own human, bibles human bibles the human bibles of. for the pantheon that they yeah for the pantheon yeah so okay. she's reading these bibles and like sort of becoming one with the universe type of thing but all within like the aspect of like we don't know if this is true. So some people don't believe it. Some people do. Some people are skeptical. Right. And so like, she's also questionable in her decision-making skills when she's like relying on religious texts to make decisions. Oh, wow. Right. So that's also happening. Yeah. And she's dying from her cancer. Right. So she's also taking like all of these heavy medications and stuff like that. So she's this very like broken character yeah that has this beautiful soul inside of her okay um and she's has to make some of the craziest decisions uh in season one so remember thirty thousand people twenty seven thousand people right. we're we're dealing with small numbers yeah and uh a girl is pregnant in one yeah. of the episodes and wants to get an abortion ah i don't remember the exact like reason she wanted to get an abortion. I think she was like, she I think she was career. probably raped or something uh, along those lines. Oh, fair enough. Um, it's that's tends to be how dark they go, right? And it would be the only reason in like because the thing is, is what, what? Okay, finish what you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I see where you're going, though. I think like it's the only acceptable reason for right. some people in that case. But in this case, so Mary McDonald has to go. I am a feminist because that's another thing. She's very like 
she embodies a lot of feminist aspects and she would call herself a feminist. And what year did they make this TV show? Uh, it would have been 2006. Right, um, so it was in the aughts. Yeah. Okay. So she's she's portraying this feminist and she doesn't want to tell this girl that she she can't get the abortion that she wants, right? right? You don't it's actually have body. control over your own uh, bodily functions. But... But we the, need that kid. We need that kid, right? Yeah. Like, we got to have that kid because I need one more person on that list. Yeah. That I need to make another mark. I, yeah. The number needs to go up. Yeah. Um, and so she, in the end, tells her she can't have the, abor- the abortion. And it's right. like one of those really hard moments because she recognizes herself in that girl. Like she, Right. Well, does she offer her like a gajillion dollars or anything? Because uh, the as thing I is, recall, like it's a adoption situation. She's like, you got to have the baby, but you don't have to raise the baby. Well, and the thing about it, it isn't so much as is is you value your own body, right? So you're right. like, you're gonna essentially. My job is to gestate for the next nine months. Oh yeah, I'm gonna make that worth your while. That would be, um, uh, that, you know, that would have been a that, good idea, that's right? That's what the market would, would should do, right? <laughs> Whatever that's, the market will bear. <laughs> right. Well, they clearly will not bear children. Right. And uh, so, but the, I mean, that whole child thing is super important. You would think that the, was any of the plots, we have to take all of the women and turn them into baby making machines, except for the Cylons? The the, Cylons only the Cylons it. do it. They don't actually go about that in any way. I so know they that address it. They address it, but the once, bad guys do it. But the bad the bad guys are doing like the baby machine situation. Mm-hmm. Here we're basically trying to be good humans to each other. Yes, um, mostly. Like I think that when you go into the like normal world, the civilian world, like of, into the cargo ships, yeah, onto the cargo ships, onto the any slums. of the, yeah, <laughs> you're seeing normal people just trying to get by, right, and like help each other out, right. Um, aside from like, there was one prison ship, okay, and so that has its own sort of storyline. Someone comes out of that prison ship to become a like politician in the government there. Oh. So it's a full government. Like it's a elected government. Each of the ships get to elect their own representative. The representatives go and and to a Congress and blah blah blah. So the this the um prison ship gets to represent themselves, even though they were like, but they're prisoners. They shouldn't. But then again like but that, but they're people. <laughs> Those worlds are exploded that they were on that right. even had the crimes that they committed. But right, and so do they end up electing the biggest dirtbags, or do they end up electing? Um, they elect a, a political dirtbag. Right, right. Well, not a dirt. He's, I mean, he's clearly like not. He's he's not a good guy. He's very willing to do some bad things to right. get the thing done that he wants to get done. Right, but. He uh, did. He, he was go a political prison? dissident, and that's why he was uh, imprisoned. Yeah, that's why he was imprisoned. Okay. So it, he has so like white that collar good guy. Crime? That's weird. Thing. I think he no, but I think he was part of an organization that did some amount of terrorism. Oh, okay. At oh, some so, point, so, so it, it, it got to a point where they were blowing things up and yeah. stuff like that. And you gotta you gotta stop that some at some point. Right? right, right. Especially if you're trying to create a TV show where everyone is you're you're trying to have these people be their higher good, yes. and then show the flawed humanity within the higher good. But the higher good is because the humans are the good guys and the silence are the bad guy. You have to give the illusion that humans are better. Yeah. Than the silence. They have some so, sort of moral compass. Right, right. That is inherent to humans. What they never do on these science fiction, because the thing is, is, is because I know that in a real situation like that, if they were worried about the, the 
the humanity surviving, there would be rape machines and there would be baby farms, oh, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. And women would not be pilots because no, they, then would, they not. would not childbearing women and years. And so what I wish some of these science fiction would, one of them anyway, I know, and I and I quote this all the time on the Dark <laughs> Forest, is Lois McMaster Bouchold created uh, uterine replicators. Which is just replicate. Yeah, essentially, it's just a can. You put the sperm and the egg in a can. Uh, baby grows. Boom. And uh, you know, it it it, it creates a placenta. With the power of science. Well, yeah, it creates a placenta. Then nine, and then so whoever you're like, you want to have kids? Okay, well then you have to rent a uterine replicator. Do you have that kind of money? And <laughs> uh, so it, it's we're um, only the, a world where only the wealthy have children. Well, and there's different like there's different planets in that world. Oh, okay, where there's the sort of the utopian world where everyone when they turn thirteen is. Um, not neutered, but uh, they're they're they have um, their reproductive organs are put on hold. Oh, okay. Like m- men's sperm like don't stunted. work. Stunted. Yeah. Well, that well the eggs don't work. The essentially like an IUD. Okay. But for okay. men as well. Okay. And so that um and to get that removed, you have to apply. It's like driver's license. You have to just oh, apply, wow. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, okay, you sure. can have you can have a kid, and then uh, they remove it, and then it you know you go to okay. your doctor and have it removed, and so that's how they control the population on Beta Colony, on um, on on Barry R. They control the whole woman and just, just the woman, just the woman. Yeah, and they're just like so. We're, it's dowry. It's old-timey medieval. You're, you know. you're a piece of property now. You're a piece of property, and uh, when you get violated, uh, your dad has to go kill that guy or make him marry you. Right. And so one of those two things is happening. And you know, but... Who doesn't want to marry their rapist? Right, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so, but I mean, the, the uterine replicators, when they're introduced yeah. into Barriar, blow their minds. Because the women are like, because you, you, what you do is, and on beta, they use, that's all they use. Sure. There's no body birth. They, they find it vulgar. As do I, honestly. <laughs> I, I also well, find it vulgar. It, it is also super, like, more likely to fail. Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, and the thing is, is if you want, like, one of the characters wants, like, six kids. And uh, so they get three and because he gets talked down to three and uh, or two or something like that, they're like, I have a two? rental kid here if you want one, you know. <laughs> How about we just. A, a, pre- a pre-owned, certified, exactly. pre-owned kids. Plenty of kids sitting around. And then somebody else starts like a baby farm because he wants to sell the daughter and only girls. And you could pick what. Um, it's sort of like China, except for, again, <laughs> not manual. Right. Uh, so it's not done manually when they're born. Oof. It's done in the in utero. So whatever. But I mean, the thing is, is so the darkness that is Battlestar Galactica. Oh, yeah. One of the reasons I had a hard time watching it is because there's so much darkness out in the real world. And I'm like, I would oh, like yeah. a happy show. But um, but I love the idea. I mean, clearly, it's incredibly well done. Oh, absolutely. It's it. The graphics on it uh, won several awards. The it's, FX stuff, the effects and, all that. and stuff like that. Yeah, it was. Um, How were the, the battle first time, scenes? The battle scenes are fantastic. You, it was the first time that they used, uh, like, really used camera work inside fully digitally created environments. So all of the like actual fight scenes are. Um, digital, right? Obviously, you're not going right. to have actual battle stars or anything like that. But they zoom in and the camera shakes and it moves all around trying to find 
the thing like you would do if you were, I don't know, reporting on a battle. You're going right. to zoom into the action and pull back and do all of these things that really – I mean, at least I hadn't seen before. I don't yeah. know that it had ever really existed before. And it, it was one of those things that brought you more into it because right. it felt like but it was real. they're in a giant real. soundstage. And so people are fighting. And so the digital effects that you're talking about where they zoom into these things. That is purely digital. That's like it's, purely. This is outside of, this is, you're looking at the outside of ships. You're not on the okay. inside. You can't see the people. Okay. And then they have like close-ups of like their faces when they're talking to each other. It's, right. it's you know, red leader, red leader. Yeah. That sort of stuff. And then they cut out to like the lovely graphic painted right. war scenes. Sure, right? sure. Um, and they're always, they're always just about to jump. When all of the the <laughs> missiles come in, they're like, "Get in, get in, get in! We're gonna go!" And then they jump, and right. and then explosions, explosions. <laughs> yeah, but they just missed. They just missed. They just missed. Zort. Yeah, and uh, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's it's such a it's such a cool idea. The the journey. I mean, that's why it was so fascinating in the original. Is they're just like we're looking for Earth, and now in this one, they're also still looking for Earth, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. That's is that one of the things, a common uh, theme, and it's repeated uh, many times, is that all of this has happened before, all of it will happen again. Okay. Um, so at the end of the show, and since we've already sort of talked about it, and I don't feel too bad about saying no. this, it sort of cuts to today. Yeah. Like, today. Like, they actually use news segments of, like, the evolution of 2010, yeah. Right. The evolution of technology. Like, we're building... The robots now, right? Oh wow! And so all of this has happened before. It's happening again, <laughs> and it's happening to you and me, Jackie. It's happening to you and me. Why isn't that at minute fifty nine? Right? Uh, because that's so great. By the way, I am talking to Greg Green, and you have your own podcast, SoCal Stories. SoCal Stories, yeah. And it's on SoundCloud and iTunes and all the places where yeah, podcasts check are, it out. right? SoCal Stories, and it's at Gregars on yeah. Instagram, G R E G G. A-R-Z. Z. Z. And um, weird. So let me, let's ask quickly, I mean, before we go, your summation of Battlestar Galactica. Oh, Lord. Or, Um, but I was going to ask you first about SoCal Stories. Oh, sure. So you interview people about, they that live in Southern California. Yeah. Uh, And so... What I was doing in New York, I just sort of took that same concept. What were you and doing in New York? I was doing uh, so. The first half of the podcast is tell me your story for this city, right? Like, how did you get here? Where have you lived? Oh, tell me about like the something parts of in town the that... yeah the parts of town that you like. Is there something that you enjoy is it doing? An hour? Uh, it's thirty minutes, so and it's, it's like thirty minutes. Yeah, yeah, you can fit it in Keep your commute. Come on, um, so here it's, you can. You can fit well, three into your commute. Well, true. And um, I've taken the ten. It's not great. <laughs> uh, so the um, so the first half ish is that we sort of talk about where they live, what they think about the city that they live in, um, if they're native versus moved here, and how they got to that, and then it inevitably bleeds into. I have this passion for this thing. So okay. I, I make music or I write or I do something like that. So we yeah. get to sort of see both what the city is like, but also what people in the city are like. Right. And what they do yeah. with it sort of thing. Sure. It's, and sorry, I was going to say, uh, every so often I'm doing like a every couple episodes doing 
I take a space, like I go to a place, like I went to the Santa Monica Pier and like I do a walk and talk and like give you the history of the place. So it's it's very travelogy type yeah. of thing as well. So Super it's, fun. it's all of the things. Kurt Braunohler uh, once blindfolded me and took me to Occidental. <laughs> uh, it wasn't Occidental. It was some other, it was a different college. Uh, Occidental came to my <laughs> mind, but it was over, it was super Northeast. Okay. Uh, but inland of Los Angeles, and there's a weird bunch of statues there. And so what he he used to do it in New York, where he yeah. would, he would take people to weird. Pl- he would blindfold them. It's a trust exercise for sure, right? And, I... But we only drove like 15, 20 minutes, and I felt like we were. He could have taken me to Joshua Tree, right? Because I was like, I've never seen. I'm this terrain fully new to I'm, everything to what that's is happening. happening. And yeah. it was super weird. And, um, but Kurt Brownellers, I, I did that podcast one time. I don't know if he's still doing it, but it's sort of like what you're I, talking I about. I have heard of that podcast. I don't remember the name of it. I do know of like, I think I heard about it on some other podcast, right? <laughs> million podcasts that I listened to. Exactly. One um, of the others. That he did that. So, okay. So, would you suggest Battlestar Galactica? We're back. Would you suggest people start with the, the first miniseries? Oh, absolutely. You need to start with the miniseries. Not with uh, Captcha? Capt- Captiva? What, what's uh, the name? Caprica. Um, Caprica. Well, you, if you wanted to like, like start linear? chronologically, yeah, yeah, you could go with Caprica. But I wouldn't. Right. Because you're i can't remember all of the giveaways but there are giveaways to things that happen later on in the series oh the, yeah so then from caprica yeah. so like yeah, i would i would stick with the start with the mini series the first episode of the actual series comes right off the mini series it's like just straight on and then you go like a bat out of hell to until we get to earth until so, we get to earth yeah. and then and then the movies in the midst yeah the movies happen at i think Mid season two, okay, and then like right, I think they like the very very end. So you watch the final episode, and then I think a couple weeks later is when the the plan came out. Okay, and then and then you could watch the 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 first, yeah, the prequel. There's also uh, one made for TV movie called Battlestar Galactica: Blood and Chrome. Yeah. I have no idea what that is. I have not been able... So I didn't watch it when it came out. Okay. Because I th- I just don't think I had, like, cable at the time. Right. But I have heard about it, and I want to see it, but I I was looking for it and could not find it anywhere. Oh, weird. Um, probably not the case anymore. I could probably go look it up. But right. I haven't seen it. Can't necessarily recommend it myself, but sure. it is another and part of that story. And there's a documentary too, you said, right? Yes. Well, that was on the DVDs because I okay. had, oh, the DVD case was so neat. It had, uh, it was a square box. All of the uh, DVDs were on the outside of the box and on the inside of the box was a figurine, an, <gasps> an action figure of a Cylon. Oh, like a bust? a little thing, like yeah. more, more like a statue? Not, a statue, yeah. Not, not yeah, a poseable yeah. action figure, oh, no, but no, a no, statue kind of thing. not poseable. It's, it's like a little statue that you... Uh, oh, well, it oh. did have like articulated hands, I oh. think. So you could do like, you could have it reaching out or something <laughs> like that. Greg Green, this has been a delight. We it's are at an fantastic. hour. This is, thank you so much for it doing the door flew close. by. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, it will. And uh, you guys, uh, it's, we're, we're listening to SoCal Stories. That's what you could find his podcast. Absolutely. And what was the name of the New York one? 
Uh, it was called Stories from Gotham City. There you go. But I kept them all in the same, uh, they're all in the same podcast uh, oh, feed? line. The feed. Okay. So you can listen to all of them through SoCal Stories. Fair enough. And then it's at Gregor's on uh, the Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. And uh, we've been listening uh, to Greg Green. That sounds very uh, NPR. Anyway, <laughs> thanks for coming on the show. Yeah. And uh, Rangers, you. you know the rules out there. Take care of each other. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat, my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh, my God. We, why don't we just call that as the end of the show?